Hello friends, Pastor Lowell here again with our Return to Rome series. This is number 22. Let's start with a prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you that above the distractions of this earth you sit enthroned and that from your divine eternity you order what your providence sees best. We pray you do that in our own lives and as we study, teach us we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. This is section 5, Return to Rome, a common enemy when God's people are hated. And we outlined three global common problems or common enemies. One was climate change, we looked at that. Number two was coronavirus, which we are fighting in the world, common enemy. We've looked at that. Now, today we want to look at this third one, terrorism which is also considered a global common enemy. In fact, Business Standard News, this is actually India News from India, February 16, 2020, said, Terrorism is common enemy of humanity, peace, and development. That was actually a statement from the Vice President of India. He called terrorism a common enemy of humanity, peace, and development. And of course, terrorism you can find in almost every country today. We have it here in America. It's in Africa, Al-Shabaab, Boko Haram, Al-Qaeda, ISIS, and there are other terrorist groups. And of course, there are independent terrorists who work on their own. And we understand that terrorism is spreading more and more in the world. And what's interesting with the flood of refugees flowing into Europe, terrorists are slipping into Europe among the refugees. In fact, it's been estimated that there 5,000 ISIS fighters have entered Europe among the flood of refugees that have gone there. I was I saw a picture uh, some time ago of a group of refugees in Munich. This is in Germany. 2,200 immigrants arrive in Munich. And what's interesting is you look at the picture, there's no women, there's no children. And somebody asked, do only men flee from war zones? And then the question is, is, is this immigration or is it an invasion? And we recognize that there are literally hundreds of thousands of people that have come from North Africa, from Africa, all over Africa and the Middle East that have entered Europe. In fact, from Syria alone, there are one million refugees that have gone into Europe. And of course, this is all having a destabilizing effect upon the European nations, and probably that is the intent. I was reading recently an article from Laquet Response. This is a French publication, May 6, 2015. And the title was Islamic Invasion of Europe by the Mediterranean. And the, the writer of the article said, quote, We are being submerged. The invasive flood of illegals is no longer just a tide, but a tidal wave. Never before has illegal immigration attained such rhythm and magnitude. 
And it's true, there are just literally thousands and millions of refugees that have flooded into Europe. Most of them from either the Middle East or from Africa. But the writer of this particular article had a very interesting comment later in the article. He said this, It is the Catholic Church that is leading in the, in the domain, that's the domain of illegal immigration, following the declarations by the Pope, who on the one hand is concerned about the persecutions of Christians in the Near East by Islam, and on the other condones the massive arrival of Muslim illegals in Europe. I thought that was interesting, that it's here this writer is blaming the Catholic Church for leading out in all this illegal immigration. We could probably blame it more accurately on the Jesuits. This is actually a Jesuit plan to destabilize Europe. And Europe has been a, a pillar of capitalism in the world, along with America. And, of course, the Jesuit plan is to destabilize the world. But that's not my object in this particular recording, to focus on terrorism. We could spend, I'm sure, several sessions talking about terrorism. But the question that I want to consider, could faithful Seventh-day Adventists one day be looked upon like the world looks upon the terrorists? Will we one day be hated? We are focusing on number five of the five things that must happen before the whole world wanders after the beast. And number five is a global common problem or a global common enemy. Mail Online, which is UK News, back in 2015, 2 of December, had an article that said, Fundamentalism is a disease of all religions. Pope says, It is not just Islam that has extremist factions. So here, Mail Online is quoting what the Pope said about fundamentalism. And then the Pope said this, We Catholics have some, and not some, many who believe they possess the absolute truth. I might pause right there and ask you, listener, do you believe that you possess the absolute truth in the Word of God? Well, if you do, then you would be classified by the Pope as a fundamentalist. He says, we Catholics have some and not some many who believe they possess the absolute truth and go ahead dirtying the other with calumny, with disinformation, and, do, and doing evil. They do evil. End of quote, he says. That's the fundamentalist. Now, it might be helpful for us to define what is fundamentalism. This is according to the dictionary. Fundamentalism is a form of a religion, especially Islam or Protestant Christianity, that upholds belief in the strict literal interpretation of Scripture. So if you believe in the strict literal interpretation of Scripture, then you are, according to the definition, a fundamentalist. If you believe in a literal seven-day creation week, then that's fundamentalist. If you believe in a literal 24-hour period, we call it the Sabbath, when we should literally stop working and rest, then you would be classified as a fundamentalist. Now, the Pope said something else very interesting in 2014. Pope Francis said, quote, A fundamentalist group, even if it kills no one, even if it strikes no one, is violent. 
The mental structure of fundamentalism is violence in the name of God. End of quote. So he says, speaking of any fundamentalist group, even if you don't kill anybody, if you don't hurt anybody, you don't strike anybody, he says if you have the mental structure of fundamentalism, he says that is violence in the name of God. And then another publication, news publication, said, this was actually in 2015, Pope Francis declares that Christian fundamentalism is a sickness. Think about that. He's not talking about Islamic fundamentalism. He says Christian fundamentalism is a sickness. I'm reading now from the National Catholic Reporter. This is July 24, 2017. Vatican, this is what the headlines was, Vatican speaks out again against, speaks out against fundamentalism, comma, again. And in the article it said this, the Vatican continues to make its case against Christian and Catholic fundamentalism. And then it says, La Civita Catolicia, a Jesuit magazine, note that, this is a Jesuit magazine, with ties to the Vatican, published a lengthy article on the genesis and effects of fundamentalism in the United States. One of the authors, one of the article's co-authors, Jesuit Father Antonio Spadaro, is a close confidant of Pope Francis. So apparently he's a close uh, friend or a, a close contact with Pope Francis, and this is this fellow is a Jesuit. Of course, we understand Pope Francis is also a Jesuit. But this Jesuit, Father Spadaro, the article says this, Spadaro provides some of the historical development of fundamentalism in this country, going back to the early 1900s. This is the country of America. More importantly, he describes some of the effects of what has become the religious right in our country and how it has influenced Presidents Reagan, Bush, and now Trump. And then the article said something that I thought was very interesting. It said, quote, First of all, there is the focus on the last book of the Bible, Revelation. Huh. Don't we often focus on that as Seventh-day Adventists? Certainly we evangelists, we focus on that. And so here he says, first of all, there is this focus on the last book of the Bible, Revelation. If one sees the end of the world as one of the most compelling tenets of our faith, it changes in a dramatic fashion how one views the world. Now we, as Seventh-day Adventists, were called Seventh-day Adventists because we believe in the end of the world. When Christ comes back, we see that as the end of the world, Christ returning. And so here the article says, if one sees the end of the world as one of the most compelling tenets of our faith, and we certainly do, that's why it's in our name, Adventist, it changes in a dramatic fashion how one views the world. Continuing, the article says, war and major weather disturbances, climate change, are signs that the end is coming soon. Even the creation of conflict can be seen as a positive effort to help bring about the last days. End of quote. That's all from this National Catholic Reporter. Vatican speaks out against fundamentalism again. So if you, listener, believe in the literal interpretation of Scripture, 
then you would classify as a fundamentalist. And eventually, that shows how we, as faithful Seventh-day Adventists, could be considered by the world as a common enemy. Listen. Pope Francis said, quote, A fundamentalist group, even if it kills no one, even if it strikes no one, is violent. The mental structure of fundamentalism is violence in the name of God, end of quote. And it would seem to me that Seventh-day Adventists would fit into that class category of what he would consider a fundamentalist group. Now, that's what the Pope said. You might wonder what Protestants have to say about fundamentalism. Let me share with you a comment from Rick Warren. You may have heard of Rick Warren, the purpose-driven pastor. He wrote all these purpose-driven books, purpose-driven church. He's considered one of America's most powerful religious leaders. In fact, one of the most powerful religious leaders in the world, Pastor Rick Warren. Pastors a huge megachurch in, in California. And he said in 2005 in the Pew Forum on Religion, this is what Rick Warren, Pastor Rick Warren said, quote, Today, there really aren't that many fundamentalists left. I don't know if you know that or not, but they are such a minority. There aren't that many fundamentalists left in America. Now the word fundamentalist actually comes from a document in the 1920s called the Five Fundamentals of the Faith. And it is a very legalistic, narrow view of Christianity. End of quote. This is what Pastor Rick Warren has to say about fundamentalism, or at least the five fundamentals of the faith. He says it's a very legalistic, narrow view of Christianity. Now you might be wondering, what are those five fundamentals in this document? The five fundamentals of faith that was published in the 1920s. Well friends, we'll look at that next time. Let's end with a short prayer. Heavenly Father, we pray you'd help us to believe in your word, your holy word, that it might be the anchor of absolute truth for our lives. Guide us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. From Pastor Lowell here, God be with you until we meet again.